In today's episode, Laura and I will be discussing the silliness that man has believed for generations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Oracle and the Warrior podcast. My name is Tina, and I am one of God's oracles. And my name is Laura. I am one of God's warriors. Sound crazy? Welcome Welcome to to our our world. world. Tell me, Tina, (laughs) what are we talking about? What is it? Today, we are going to be discussing the silliness that man has believed for generations in life and in biblical scriptures. Okay. We found some interesting ones. (laughs) You found some very, very interesting ones. And of course, these are just uh, verses or passages. It doesn't encompass the whole thing. But when, you know, you ask a question sometimes and you, and the Bible pulls it up, it brings up this little quote, (laughs) you know, or not quote, this little scripture. And some of them are like, what? what? (laughs) (laughs) So Laura, you want to start us off with the first one? I will start with number one, Deuteronomy 23.1. No one whose testicles are crushed or whose male organ is cut off shall enter the assembly of the Lord. So first, what what is considered the assembly of the Lord? Do we know? I don't know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe we need to look that up. Yeah. Let's let's look up. up. Yeah. If you will look up. And why is somebody, are they talking like, well, no, it's testicles are crushed. Male organ that's cut, I'm thinking they're referring to maybe um well the, male organ is penis i know but like the um, oh uh, circumcised. circumcision there you go katie mason you are our first listener today thank you so much for coming oh, on listening. and listening to us i promise you some giggles and laughs today <laughs> basically I, I if i understand this properly right no one whose testicles are crushed so if somebody is in a horrible farming accident Yeah. And apparently as it continues, it says no one born of a forbidden marriage can enter the assembly of the Lord, even down to the 10th generation. Uh Uh-oh, I might be screwed down. That's that's 10 generations. That's a while ago. Hey, I'm not responsible for what they did. So again, um, you know, there's, I I do have some issues with a few things in the Bible, right? I do not believe that the God I know is going to hold me responsible for things my mom's done. Yeah. So it says that it's a, an assembly of persons met for worship or religious instruction. So I'm guessing the church, they can't go into church. Really? Do they like check physically? Like, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have to show me your penis <laughs> and testicles <laughs> and let's make sure nothing has been cut or crushed. And then you could come in. And maybe it goes back to the Jewish faith that they, their males are supposed to be circumcised in order to get into their church. Maybe. Again, again, <laughs> the God I know uh, yeah. is not going to say if you were in a horrible smelting accident and your genitalia has been burnt off. I'm sorry. Let's shame you even more. Let's shame you. <laughs> you can't come you to can't. church. I just I, I'm not I'm not buying that one at all. I'm going to read number two. <laughs> this is actually uh, quite humorous. OK, so Genesis 38, 8. Then Judah said to Onan, go into your brother's wife. Go into? That's what she said. Okay. Yeah, go in into. I'm making the hand gesture here. Go into. Oh, go into your brother's wife and perform your duty as a brother-in-law to her and raise up. Oh, okay. I know what this one's about because remember he died. The brother we'll died. the quote. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And, and okay, I'll start over. Yeah. Then Judah said to Ona, "Go into your brother's wife and perform your duty as a brother-in-law to her, and raise up offspring for your brother." 
So what was that one about? I mean, this is very gross, but... Josie. Gross. <laughs> Josie, grossy. In this, uh, what happened was his brother died. Mm-hmm. And what they were saying was, you know, you, as the brother, it is because you're not married. Your it's your duty. responsibility, your duty to now marry your brother's wife and um, have children. But gotcha. I, ooh. What if the what if the chick doesn't want the brother? Well, and <laughs> the yeah. the thing is, is that I um like my brother-in-law gross. Mm, pass. I don't have one brother. I mean, my children it. would be orphans. Yeah, because I would I would have to remove myself. I, I really like this next one, <laughs> and I don't know the full context. And anybody that does and is very knowledgeable, please feel free to chime in. We're just you know I pulled off some bizarre biblical quotes. Okay, so next one is Deuteronomy twenty-five twenty-five eleven to twelve. Two men. <laughs> Sorry. A man and his countryman. Okay, so your husband and my husband they're, they're are struggling together, they're, they're right? They're brawling. And you, and it says, and the wife of one of one comes near to deliver her husband from the hand of the one who is striking him. So you came out there and you're helping Terry. Right. And you put out your hand and seize his genitals. So I grab Lance by the balls. You grab Lance by the balls. <laughs> then you shall cut off her hand. You shall not show pity. Don't touch my balls, woman. <laughs> is hey, that, so is that, that was written by a man. Yeah, There's that no like, ifs, ands, or buts. Is that like because of an emasculating thing? Like, oh, a woman came out here and, and took over the fight, you know? But, but if that person you're struggling with yes. is your brother. Uh-oh. And he kills you. Yeah. She can touch his genitals now. Okay. But he won't be able to go to the assembly of the Lord. Because <laughs> it's crushed. His genitals were crushed. Well, she has to be gentle because she's her, the wife now. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, my. So, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one. And, you know, they say it's the word of God. And, and you know, these are all, of course, Old Testament. Right. Which, but just FYI, like, were, was written were, by Catholic were, priests. Were people that, oh, my goodness, like God said, don't touch his balls or you're in trouble. If you, if you want to chop his head off with an axe, you're good. Eye for an eye. But you're, you touch you're a man's good, genitals. But do not touch his genitals or you will have your hands removed. What is she? <laughs> Never mind. That That's not allowed on this platform. So next one, Ezekiel 23, 19 through 20. Yet she increased her prostitution. Remembering. Oh, is she touching people's testicles? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yet she increased her prostitution. Remembering the days of her youth when she engaged in prostitution in the land of Egypt. She lusted after their genitals as large as those donkeys. Those of donkeys. Those of donkeys. And their seminal emission was as strong as that of a stallion. She longed for those days, really? <laughs> wow. It says she longed for those days. I don't think I'd long for those. And I, and I very much doubt that she did. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of stories like, you know, in Texas when they crossed down to, what was it, Boys Town? It, okay, go put, come back up. <laughs> come back up over the, come back come up back over the border. The border. We're, we're not, shh, shh, other side. There was a donkey show. Okay, shh, Is it, was back she to longing the, other, the day? <laughs> back on the other side of the border. We're back in the United States Fine. now. <laughs> Fine. Well, yeah, this was but, overseas. But the now. thing is, is that, again, written by a man. Yeah. Because... Only I'm sorry, no women lusts after genitals as large as those of donkeys. No, and not only that, it's... if you are a female on here and you stop, <laughs> stop right now, 
sorry, Laura is in rare form today. But here's the thing that how I know this is written by a man, right? And a priest is because there is no woman who is just sitting around going, you know what? I really enjoy sex with random people where I have no choice. I long for those days. I long to have sex for money and no control or free will over my own life, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to be a prostitute. Win-win. And especially back in these days where prostitutes, I mean, not that they're treated fabulous now, but even back then, oh my goodness, it was horrific. And she's longing for that? Yeah. The show with the donkey down across the border? I mean, (laughs) come on. I'm not buying that one. So let's move on. Where were we? Okay, Samuel 18, 25 through 27. Uh, Then Saul said, Thus shall you say to David, The king desires no bride price except for a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. What? That he may be avenged of the king's enemy. Now Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. Before the time had expired, David arose and went along with his men, and killed 200 of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskin, so he got 100 more than he asked for. Wait, 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 wait. But if he took their foreskins, that means they can't go to church. Well, they're dead. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Which were given in full number to the king. So he's got a little shrine with some foreskins up there, I guess. He's got like a little bag of of, uh, foreskin. Mm. And really, how do you prove it's foreskin? Do they become like chicharrones after? I don't know what a chicharron is. The little pork skins that you eat. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't considered delicacy. Back then. Stop it. What are they going to, they going to like serve it at Deep the, fry them. serve it at the wedding as an uh, hors d'oeuvres? Oh, so, that's a lovely foreskin. So because of that gesture, Saul gave him his daughter, Michal, or however you pronounce it, for a wife. Huh. I mean, I've heard of dowries before, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but never foreskin dowry. Yeah, and again, you know, I think this goes back again to, you know, the, the the Jewish thing and the foreskins and all that, but to either the translation is like so ridiculously off or these people were freaking ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like go forth and bring me the foreskins of all your dead. <laughs> That's just disgusting. Yeah. All right. Ay, ay, ay. <sighs> My turn. <laughs> Exodus four twenty four. Now it came about at the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Yeah, like the Lord has to come down and meet up with him. Right, because so. the Lord can't, like, like the Lord has to, he can't just, like... Meet you on the corner. Meet you exactly where you're at. He's got to, like, sit and wait around for yeah. you, right? And also, if he sought to put him to death, like, really, I think he'd, yeah. he could snap, right? Eye. So, anywho. Okay, then the Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin. What is up with the foreskin? And threw it at Moses' feet, and she said... You are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me. I don't even know what any of that means. All I know is she's cut. Her poor son. How old was he? Yeah. Like, he's like 25. He's just chilling. He's sitting there talking to, (laughs) you know, these like little maidens and stuff. He's trying to. And mom just goes over and whips up the, whips up the, the, uh, his loincloth with a rock and says, hey, I need this. But I mean. And she threw it at, like, is, would that be considered like an act of war to throw foreskin at someone's feet? (laughs) 
God forbid it touch your toes. Oh, gross. <laughs> a lot of foreskin's going on. So, yeah. What, Again, what the I don't obsession? know if these translations are, like, totally off and they're not, like, people interpreting this stuff. Like, And the people that were translating this are going, like, does that what that means? <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'd be like, no, oh. it can't be. Okay. Mm. Give us another one, Laura. Leviticus 20. And again, these are all Old Testament, but come on. And if a man shall lie with a woman having her sickness, I'm assuming her her period, and shall uncover her nakedness, he hath discovered her fountain. Uh, okay, keep going. <laughs> and she and she hath uncovered the fountain of her blood, and both of them shall be cut off from among their people. So I guess you can't have sex when well, I, I know from recalling that like you in the biblical old testament you're not supposed to lay with a woman that's on her period because it's disgusting so if he discovers her fountain and she has uncovered the fountain yes then both of them cannot be around decent humans yeah i think they had like a time of cleanse like they had like 24 hours that they had to like and maybe it's just because back in those days right showers weren't abundant so like stink go (laughs) go hang out for 24 hours somewhere it's the law I don't know. If anybody, like I said, has insight into the deeper meaning, we're brushing over these these topics here. Um, Again, the God I know. <laughs> would not. Yeah. It's just, this is just. First of all, we wouldn't have been given a, a you know, menstruation in a period if it's meant to be, you are disgusting. For a week of the month, you are disgusting. No. Move on. No. Yeah. And, you know, if. So if if God's not imposing this, right? So if Leviticus or I can't remember what, who that was, yeah. but it, if they're not getting this direction directly from God, this is just their personal opinion of like ooh gross. Mm-hmm. Then why is it in the Bible and being said it's God's word? Yeah, and being taught to children and being taught to children. Yeah, so okay. we've got a we've got a guest here, uh, the space luchador. Hello, I've not <laughs> seen you before. <coughs> Laura rolling her tongue. Yeah. Hello, what can we do for you? Hi, how you doing? I'm good. You got some insight on some of this for us? Because all this foreskin talk's freaking me out. Well, I don't know about insight, but um, I do have... Have you ever thought that maybe the foreskin is actually talking about a head? No, like a, like a for like the skin of the forehead. Oh, that would maybe yeah, the, make more sense. Yeah, like you were saying, the translation... It's probably so it was like off. Like an Indian scalping type thing. Uh, yes, because I, I saw. I thought it was pretty funny that you said you could understand what the period meant, right? Right. She meant, uh, but that's because you're viewing it as a woman. So I figured, if I view it as a man, well, thank you. Is very, also a head. Very good insight. So that did that mean they they circumcised all these kids? The wrong thing. No, (laughs) that was a joke. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that's very good insight. It just makes no sense to have, like like you said, a a big bag of foreskins. However, a head, right? That sounds, it just sounds very um, creepy and weird and sexual. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the head, as a guy, that's another head, for example. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, we understand. Y'all think, y'all got two of them to think with. Yes. yes so <laughs> that's 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 for a whole nother podcast <laughs> yeah maybe it was uh, lost in translation what it means is heads because when you throw the head of somebody at someone's feet that yeah. means you conquered and stuff well, but like that, that would have so, meant then that that mother threw her son's head at his feet you got to understand back in the day well really back in the day there was sacrificial kids women right that all 
Right. So, You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. That I think that while thinking of the foreskin as part of a man's genitalia was way funnier, um, yes, I think yes. that you're probably a lot more accurate. That does sound like it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it could even be the straight up full, you know, what's the worst thing you could, uh, aside a man's head, that would also be one of the worst things you could take off from him. His testicles. You know, yeah, and, and you know what? I'd rather they take my head. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to take it there. Just be grateful you don't live in Old Testament times. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the other thing is that um, the, the penis has always been seen as a, as a sign of strength and all of that other stuff, you know. Well, by men. Um, especially back in the day. Yeah, by men, it's been seen as. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, get, I get what you mean. I, I, but also by women, back in the day. Well, Apparently, testicles are really important, too, because if a yes. woman were to squeeze them, she would have her hand chopped off. So I don't know if you were on here yet for that one. No, I just jumped in where you the foreskin part. The foreskin. Yeah. One of the ones we read earlier said that if a if a uh, if two men are struggling and one of the men, his wife jumps in, she can do anything she wants. Like she can chop their head off. She can do whatever. But. If she squeezes the testicles of her husband's opponent, her hand must be cut off immediately and with no pity. Okay, I see. Well, I think that's a sign also of uh, not necessarily strength, but almost like there's certain, there's certain honor in winning in a certain way, and you can't attack the uh, actual. That, uh, you yeah, know what I mean? that makes sense. That actually makes sense. You know what? You're very knowledgeable. An, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yes, yes, I'm a man. Of course, I am. <laughs> we're just no. teasing. We're just teasing. No. Yeah, so, and like no, I, I, know, I, I said earlier, we just pulled up. I was looking for bizarre biblical quotes, right, and, and these translations because you know a, a person you have this knowledge, and and I would have dug deeper into it as well. But somebody just reading this, going, "Oh my gosh, foreskins and heads and testicles and what's going on in in Old Testament?" You so know? before before your time is up, though, let's let, let's read another one so that you can give us your input, like right here and now okay well i could come back too but, uh, yeah for sure, sure. for sure so unless you're kicking me off no we're not kicking no, you off. Just, hold on uh, so, just or read so this, this one touches a little close to this week's news i'm gonna read it and y'all can attribute it, it to whatever and you if, want. if we run out of time please do yeah, request, request to come back yeah so it's kings okay. 223 then he went up there up from there to bethel and as he was going up the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him and said to him, go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. So he turned around and looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And two female bearers came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. Damn. That's, it didn't go as to foreskins and all of that, but it's more of a. So um, if you call someone bald headed. I mean, they were, they were, of course. I him yeah you know just mocking in general yeah all right but they were able to make a curse in the name of the lord at this time laura and i would like to give you a trigger warning our next guest has very strong views on women and what their place in society should be i feel that laura and i handled it very well but it could be triggering to some people if you feel like this will be triggering for you please fast forward five minutes all right space you're back what's your thoughts on that I heard of that one before, and I actually looked into that one before. Um, because, uh, well, I want to, before I answer that, I want to say that my whole thing is the man's point of view. And I oh, think absolutely. that your, your guys' whole thing is the woman's point of view, which is why it's perfect. 
we're in a perfect situation here. We get both points of view, which is why I'm interested. You well, go, Big Daddy. Here we go. So I'm going to explain that basically is about respect, which is what's lost today. See what I mean? So yeah, I had this 100%. They didn't call her right. bald head, but they made a reference to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's all of these stories from the Old Testament. They, they're not at face value like people take them. Correct. They're analogies. That's Got you. All of these are analogies. And if you, if you can see it, literally all of it is about respect. It's about yeah, responsibility. Which is, something, which is something that, unfortunately, our world is uh, 100% lacking. Yes, is... lacking responsibility. They're lacking strength. They're lacking everything that you're reading right now. It, it seems funny, but if you think about it, it, it's it's actually it's bad to be a man now. And it was an extreme in the past. Does that so, make sense? That's why. Yeah. Well, what I kind of because I see everything in balance of energy and mm -hmm. in, you know, in biblical times, the world was very much man driven. You know, the the woman was submissive. And I feel like which I don't agree with. I think that every that they should be equal. I don't think women should be above or beneath. I think it should be equal. Right. But then over all of this time, the world has been becoming more and more female dominant, right? And yes. men are, a lot of men get a bad rap. And, you know, my daughters who are in their early 20s, we have this conversation constantly, which is they'll say, well, of course a man did this, or of course a man did, and I will tell them, stop. Because let me tell you something, I can name 20 women off the top of my head that would do the exact same thing. And when we talk in absolutes of this is a man trait, you're wrong. And what you're going, what you're doing is exactly what was happening back then when women were persecuted. How mm -hmm. about if we just say, let this individual take responsibility for his behavior instead of labeling it because of his race, his religion, his gender? How about if we just say this human being, that's bad behavior, and I choose not to allow that in my space because the authority to judge doesn't reside on the earth, but we are allowed to decide what we let in our space. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and that, that makes perfect sense, but it, it goes, uh, and it, it's a good thing that you brought up the other bald head, uh, Will Smith's bald head, <laughs> not his. But if you look at that, and, and this, um, let me see if I could explain it right, but back in the day, a long time ago, it was about kingdoms. There was a lot of respect. There was family. Um, it wasn't like today where everybody gets a say and no, right, especially in relationships, and that's that's part of the problem. Well, that's why back in the day it was like that. Where I know it, to women, it seems like women were being uh, prosecuted. What, what was that word you used? Persecuted. Persecuted, but I don't think it was necessarily like that. I think it was more of a um, I'll give you an example, right? Like in a kingdom, the the king's biggest weakness is actually the queen. You see what I mean? Yes, but not everybody wears kings and queens. No, yes, but if I'll give you. But the ones really writing this stuff were at the top. You could say, right? Which is why right. they were writing, right? So, if you think about it as in that sense, the if the if the woman was given just free range to do whatever she wanted, and like you said, you said, 
is make that individual person responsible. You see what I mean? So it, we, back then, whatever she did would affect the king, which is still true today, but people, it's a taboo now, which is what, what the whole incident with Will basically uh, reflects. You see what I mean? Uh, am I explaining it right? Or am I kind no, of... I, I, so I, I totally get 100%. Like if you I, want to come back, just request... Um, I totally get what you're saying, um, 100%. I, I don't necessarily agree 100%. Um, you're going on the premise that the queen is the king's biggest weakness because you're assuming that he loves her. And so he's going to do whatever he needs to do to protect her and to take care of her. And unfortunately, that is was not always the case. You know, it wasn't always mm-hmm. the the actuality of it. Yeah. And I say, watch King of Thrones, and then <laughs> and, and then we'll talk. Oh, Game of Thrones or Game, Game of Thrones? What I say, King of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. Anyways. But we do need to move on with our little sillies here. Yes. So let's see. We were here. You can read that okay. one. Deuteronomy. So Deuteronomy 28, 27. May the Lord strike you with Egyptian boils and with tumors, scabs, and itch for which you will find no cure. Wow. <laughs> that's that's rough. The, you know, the only thing is, is that I do know and I obviously do not claim to be a scholar of any form. I know that there is something in there somewhere where it says that we are not supposed to curse people, right? Yeah. I mean, in whatever you, that, that you sounds, send out a curse. That sounds like a curse. And not only that, asking the Lord to to impose this curse on them. Yeah. Not not your neighbor, but the Lord himself. Yeah. Please, to, Lord. Come on. Just to, just to do. That's just not nice. Yeah. That's just not nice at all. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with okay, that. Okay, so we're going to go with some funny ones now. Yes. Uh, 1 Samuel 28, 7. Then Saul told his officers, find me a woman who can talk to spirits of the dead. I'll go to her and find out what's going to happen. So there's a little um, analysis after that. It says in this chapter, King Saul is without his prophet Samuel and is about to go into a big battle. He's scared and wants guidance, so he asks his men to to find a witch to conjure up the ghost of Samuel. Interesting that all the witches are women, right? Huh. huh. <laughs> Saul had previously tried to kill. Oh, wait, off- no, witch, not bitch. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes. Go ahead. Go yes. Ahead. Saul had previously tried to kill off everyone who spoke to the dead, so he goes to the witch in disguise. When she brings Samuel up, he looks at Saul and says, why are you bothering me like this? The ghost chat, it says, is successful, although most churches take a do not try this at home approach to this particular chapter of the Bible. Yeah, from and I remember, as I've said before, growing up in the Catholic Church, it was always very no-no. They were like, don't read astrology and don't do, you know, don't go to palm readers and energy healers and stuff like that. I, I don't, don't understand 100% why, but... So this is um, basically what they're saying is like, this is one of those uh, don't try this at home yeah. kids kind of thing. Yeah. Leave it to the professionals. <laughs> the professionals well, who have killed off every, every, every Here's, witch. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just, I got to make this point, right? King Saul has killed off every single one of the people that he is aware of. So it's like, it's like beginning time Salem, right? Like right. old time Salem. So I've killed off everybody that does this job. Yeah. Oh crap. I, I need, need one. Now I need somebody to talk to a ghost. 
I'll just go in disguise so nobody knows that I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's fabulous. Okay. So this one's fun. So Proverbs. (laughs) Terry won't be happy. Proverbs 31, 6. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. So if you're dying or if somebody is dying, hand them a beer. Hand them the cheap beer. Yes. But if if they're in pain, then give them wine. Give them wine. Give them vino. And that's interesting. So, yeah, I would be I would be fine with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, because you drink wine. I drink wine. I do not drink beer. But, and again, it's like, I don't understand the full context of it, but it's, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Exactly. Go ahead. Read the next one. John 21, 25. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Why is that funny? I don't know. Maybe because he did so many things that that um, I don't know. Okay. Well, we we'll go, just... to the, go to the daily dot dot com and we can we can discuss that. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, Judges four twenty one. This one gets a little brutal. Just like uh, what's your name? Uh, but Jael, Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg. Ooh, and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. Oh, she drove the peg through his temple into the ground and he died. Again, why is wow, that funny? Why are these... I, I don't know. And they so... have a little image. Of course, y'all can't see it. There's an image of a woman just like and she's with a friend and the friend's behind her going like, do it. OK, so I think we, I, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think we need a funny joke. Yeah. Real quick. OK, so I'm going to tell a joke. Tell it. Okay, so there is this bird, this guy, he had a bird and a parrot, and he was just a foul-mouthed little thing. Like, I mean, he was just absolutely foul-mouthed little bird. Anyway, so the man says, you know, says to the bird, he's like, look, Thanksgiving's coming up. My mom's going to be coming. You can't cuss in front of my mom. You know, like, she's very religious. She goes to church, and she's going to freak out if you are cussing, right? Mm -hmm. And the bird's like, kiss my ass. And he's like, that's what I'm right there. That's what I'm talking about. You cannot talk like that in front of my mom, um, in front of my mom, because Mm -hmm. she'll freak out. And he says, no, kiss my ass. And so the guy gets really flustered and everything. He throws the bird into the freezer and he hears the bird squawking and kicking around and everything. And he's and then all of a sudden it just goes dead silent. And the guy's like, oh, my goodness. I just killed my bird. Mm. Oh, and so he opens it up and the bird comes walking out and walks down his arm and looks at him. And he says, sir, I feel I have been rude and disrespectful to you. You care for me. You love me. You feed me. You take such amazing care of me. And here I am being disrespectful to you and about your mother. And of course, I will mind my manners and change my ways. And the man's just sitting there looking at this bird like, what in the hell? <laughs> and all of a sudden, the bird looks at the man. And he says, would you mind, sir, if I asked what the turkey did? <laughs> okay, you know that's He's a good a smart one. bird. He's a smart bird. So. Trigger warning. That same gentleman will be on one more time for the next five minutes. Please feel free to fast forward if you feel that that will be triggering for you. But this is the last time he will be on our podcast. So, okay, here there oh, we go. There it goes. It's working now. It's working. It's a luchador is back. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. there we go. I thought for a second you were like 
not wanting to get me on, but no. Nah. You're having some technical difficulties. That's what Okay, so you said I, I did see uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> by the way. All of okay. them. So uh, what do you mean by the Game of Thrones? Thing? Well, just the um, women had no rights. You know, they were to do as they were told to do. They were they were married off to who they had no options. Yeah. Till the end, till Sansa and all of them kick ass. <laughs> but at the beginning, <laughs> beginning, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's a good example because the end of Game of Thrones sucked. Well, no, not the end itself. Just <laughs> oh, when Sansa okay. comes back and she takes her, she takes her stuff and feeds her a little little abuser to the dogs. Yeah, no pity there. <laughs> so while I one hundred percent understand where you are coming from, and and I will tell you this: when my husband and I got married, um, tomorrow is actually our twenty seventh wedding anniversary. When my husband and I got married. And we were told that I was having a really hard time with because I oh, no. do very strongly about being equals, right? And I was told that I needed to uh, be submissive to my husband, that like I needed to defer to him. Through your church, correct? Through my church, okay. correct, um, that I don't go to anymore. Anyways, I I had such a really, really hard time with that because I'm just not a, a defer kind of girl, mm-hmm. right? And there in 27 years, 27 years, I am glad that we did that, that we made that agreement that if we ever came to a space that we could not agree on something. You would grab his testicles and get your hand cut off. <laughs> That I would grab his testicles. No, I can grab his. I can't grab anybody he's fighting with. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. That I would defer to him. And that literally in the 27 years we've been married happened one time. And at the time, I was livid because I just, I knew that I was right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that I was making the right choice and he just knew that he was making the right choice mm-hmm. and it literally came down to okay i either defer to him or we get divorced yeah you know i deferred to him because i had made that promise in that very beginning that if that ever became an issue in reference to our children it was in reference to okay. our children um that i would defer to him here we are probably 20 years later um 15 years later uh from that event and he was 100 right mm-hmm. he w- don't let it go. I was going to say, hold on. Are you admitting this? Don't let it go to your head, baby. <laughs> it was the one it. time you were right in 27 years, but he was right. And so I do agree that there has to be a, especially like in a relationship with children, there has to be a space where someone defers. But I don't believe, I think that that has to be a last resort. And then, like I said, 27 years, we've done it once because we are partners. Yeah. But but that's the thing about the partnership part. It's that there there still has to be one that makes the decision for the better good of all of them, which is what. So in a business, a partnership, there has to be one that's more dominant. No, that's a business. This is a relationship. So you're talking just personal. Yes. A business is always going to be non-personal. That's why it's called professionalism. It's a business. I'm not okay. here to I, do, you said it in you know what I mean? Partnerships, they should be yeah. equal. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so when, when women say the whole partnership and I want my partner, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because of that reason, because they, they don't seem to uh, diversity or actually divide both of them. You know what I mean? They're trying to make it the same thing. 
We're not running a business. This is a, a relationship. Can you explain? Can you explain a little bit more on that? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I think I'm not understanding. You're not understanding. Uh, well, the difference between a, a relationship and a business, you mean? No, no, or, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. You said in a in a personal relationship, you said they, as referring to women, are not understanding, women. and I didn't understand. Guys, quite. guys, either because it's it's a partnership. When you say a partnership, it doesn't work because, it, like you said, they they have that same. I don't know. I, I believe I have a pretty good partnership with my I, uh, with my spouse. I, I don't, and maybe both of us. One of us thinks we're, one of us is more dominant than the other, but we haven't admitted to either. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, Lance knows. There, that, Lance knows you're in charge. And, uh, is there a is there a a possibility of a fifty fifty, or is there one that that's more dominant? And the you're just because if me and said I'm I'm the uh, the top of the little chain here, that we wouldn't be married. And if is, I went to him. That hey, I'm top of the chain. I'm final word. We wouldn't be married. So I I don't know where that line is divided or where it's visible. Like how do you know? Right. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. The, the, the it can't be fifty fifty because one of you at some point is not going to honor the fifty fifty. Well, you know I, I, mean? I I had a very very wise man, God, tell me <laughs> one time. He said that relationships are not fifty fifty. He said that they're a hundred and a hundred because there will be days that you are zero and your husband will have to be a hundred. And there will be days that your husband is at zero and you will have to be a hundred. I believe that that is a 50, 50. That sounds like a partnership. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That is a, that is a partnership. My husband at no point in our marriage other than that one time. And it was, and it was, I conceded to him because it was about our children and it was a legal matter that we, we had to come to mm -hmm. an agreement on for our children. Other than that, in, like I said, 27, we've been together 28 years. We've been married 27 years. There has never been a time that my husband and I couldn't come to an agreement. And and that's a relationship that is a loving relationship where he does not see himself as above me and I do not see myself as above him. I am really good with numbers, but I cannot spell. He is excellent <laughs> at spelling and horrible with numbers. Where I'm strong, he tends to not be as strong and vice versa. Where I'm not as strong, he is. And that's what, and I understand what you're saying about the partnership, right? But myself personally, I don't want to be taken care of. I don't want to, I want to make my own way in the world, but I do want to do it with the man that I love. And he's the same way. He wants to do it together. And he has no interest in lording over his, lording his penis over me. Unless the castle. Unless, of course, it's in a sexual manner. He likes so, to do that. Uh, the space luchador. Are you in a relationship at the moment? Um, well, yeah. No. Couple. <laughs> a couple <laughs> yeah but but uh, that but um to I, I know what you mean and i get it it works for you and all that but somebody has to basically like uh, you were using that word uh give in right mm -hmm. but so the the confusion here is when you say well is it what are you doing are you are you running a business which i think you guys are doing it like as a business right if you did for the like, uh, for example, if there's no actual emotion other than you, you just thought about for your kids. See what I mean? Like, sometimes, uh, I, I'll give you this example. In any relationship, a man wants his family to, or he has to do decisions for the better good of the whole family. 
from what I've seen, and even it's, it seems to be coming out with your words, that you seem to want your own things, your own ideas, your own pathway, you know, all of that. You see what I mean? That's where the does confusion that, does is. Does it bother you that I want that because I'm a woman? No, it or doesn't bother does me at all. does it bother you because I want that? No, it doesn't bother me at all. But when a man that's in a relationship with you, I can see how it would bother him or he would have to submit to what you want. See what I mean? Sounds like you're, where living, you're living in, in Old Testament times. My husband would 100% disagree with you that, um, okay. that it, I just, I don't see, um, I, I see us as above animals right because when you have the ability to reason i don't consider what i did as submitting to my husband i deferred to him because it was an agreement him and i made at the very beginning that if that ever happened but literally that's happened once in 28 years in every other situation between the two of us throughout the years we have been able to come to a space of um, having, I give my opinion, he gives his opinion. And then we both discuss it and make the decision together. And sometimes, sometimes we will talk about it for a few days and we'll research it together. But I think it is the love between us, his respect for me, my respect for him, that uh, helps us to come to an agreement. Neither one of us, um, want to be in a space where we're being dominated yeah we're not dogs we don't submit yeah. to one another I hello don't Catherine. thank you hi for pretty us. Catherine. <clears throat> hello it's, it's <laughs> excuse me i just face. got all choked up <laughs> yeah i was um i was pretty surprised and i didn't get his name i saw the his title or whatever that was but i i didn't i uh, was surprised to like hear that. him speaking like there has to be the man, you know, in charge, the final yeah, I, don't, word. I don't think he was necessarily saying the man itself, oh, but that no, there no, always no, no, was no, one. No, he was saying the man needs to be in charge. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did. I, 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 I mean, I really did hear it that way. Even, you know, and even if he was saying that one person has to be in charge, I, I just don't think that that works. I know it would never work for me, you know, that when when I was first married to my first husband, um, and of course, I call him my first husband because, you know, I he had to be in charge and mm -hmm. and he 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 couldn't understand how to come together to make decisions. And, you right. know, years later, when I read Stephen Covey's book. Uh, the seven habits of, you know, highly successful people or whatever it was, that the one that he had that had the most impact on me was that couples shouldn't even compromise. But what they should do is come together and people, not just couples, but people, mm -hmm. what they should do is uh, come together and reach toward a better scenario than the one they are disagreeing on. Right. Agree. Two minds are better than one. Agree. Yes, exactly. So that so that we decide. And, and of course, and I understand what you were saying about that situation that you had where it was, you know, a legal thing and something had to be done. And so, you know, you decided you may. But you did come to that decision, regardless of the fact that it wasn't 
what you thought was the best, but you made a decision. Right. And, um, and when, when you can do that, then, you know, the, the relationship can go on. But I felt in that first marriage as if there were decisions that were being made and I was opposed to them. And yet, you know, this was what was going to happen and this was how it was going to go. Oh my God, I, I couldn't even swallow that. I can see why he was, like you said, your first husband. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was a really good man. I mean, you know, he really was a very good man and a great, you know, dad and all that. But I just, you know, we just argued and argued like crazy. Well, you know, um, Catherine, I have, um, I have all girls. The thing that my girls will tell you every time about their dad, my husband did 20 years in the army and, you know, he's very much a, a manly man, right? Sure. My husband changed diapers. Yep. My yep. husband in uniform, if the girls would say, skip with us, daddy, yeah, he would skip across the Walmart parking lot with them. Yeah. Um, they talk to him about boys. They, you know what I mean? They look at their dad. Yeah, does he have some hangups through military of like old school thinking? Yes, absolutely. But they respect that that's his thinking. And he respects that they don't see the world that way. And, that's wonderful. And yeah. they're able to say, look, that's your belief system. And I'm totally okay with it. But that's not how I see the world. And he says, you know what? I understand that's your belief system and I'm totally okay with it. My view is this. And, you know, they can be respectful about it. And he doesn't see them as beneath him because they are his children or because they're women. Right. And I can't tell you how many times <laughs> he has been able to become a better man because he listened to them and he looked at it and he went, Oh my goodness, you're right. You're absolutely right. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I, Oh, we oh, lost oh, Jack Catherine. So we'll be wrapping up here. We started out very lighthearted. We got a little, <laughs> a little deeper than we were planning on going. Well, those today. last, those last few were a little, uh, those last few scriptures were a little much. Yeah. You know but what I mean? Everything happens for a reason. So we, we talked about what needed to be talked about, I guess. But yeah. We'll let Catherine it, come on here and always, finish her, yeah. her spot. Then we'll be wrapping up. It's always that way, though. Uh, we'll start out an episode and then kind of maybe have an idea or a thought of where it's going. But it always goes exactly where it's needed to be. And yeah, it has a it has a life of its own, doesn't it? It really does. Mm -hmm. Yes. It, it really, and really. I, I think that's great. I really do think that's great. Sure. I wish I would have um, come in earlier and heard some of the silly things that you might have <laughs> been talking about. But well, you can you can go because uh, I think you follow us, don't you, Catherine? Yes, yes I do. So you can I, I believe you can go and look at like you can play this episode again, I right. think. So, you know, you can go back on people you follow and you can like listen to because some of them were very funny. Yeah, some of them yeah. Were very, 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 very funny. And, you know, Mr. Space, I just want you to know that we absolutely I totally respect your views and, you know, where you're coming sure, from. Sure. You know, the, your views are different than mine, but I believe every human has the right to believe as they choose. And I always appreciate I believe that we are put on this earth to speak our truth with no fear of judgment yes. and to allow others to accept it or not. And to just 
love people, whether or not we can, you know, we, we agree with it. It doesn't matter. He's a man that took his time to come on here and to share his views. That is what works for his life. And he, each and every human has the right to believe as they choose. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And and I don't mean to sound as if I am putting his view down. No, um, not at all. Like you not said, clearly it doesn't work for me. I proved that in my life. And um, I actually am alone, uh, single for many, many years. And I love it. I really love it. And would I, I just kind of came to believe that perhaps I'm a little too independent and, you know, don't need that kind of a relationship because I just somehow that, that, that reaction to my first husband stayed that way in me. Then it, it actually almost became like a wall, like you're not going to cross this line. You know what I'm saying? So I went, I went from, uh, you know, from feeling like I have an equal voice to becoming militant about, you know, my voice. So I do understand that um, that's not necessary either. That that's not necessary. We have a, we have a Reiki master here named Salvador who's single. (laughs) <laughs> and we love Salvador to death. He is an amazing human. Um, maybe uh, maybe we can introduce the two of you. Oh, that would be lovely. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. And Catherine. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank so you welcome, for coming honey. on and speaking. It's good to okay, hear from bye you bye. again, Catherine. Bye-bye. Well, as always, Laura, great talk. Great talk. Yes. Great talk. Yes. Uh, like lots said, of it spiraled a little different, but uh, but you know what though, uh, honestly, like we said, everything it, happens for a reason. And it really, honestly, it just kind of goes into. And thank you to both of our guests today for coming on. And yeah. and it's actually sort of a lesson for me because I, my personality, <laughs> I was ready to give Space Luchador my opinion. Uh, which and, differs, and, but not, I, and, and not in a polite and respectful and not, manner. Probably not in a polite and respectful manner, but I, I withheld. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I do respect that's, you know, you live your life. I don't give a shit how you live your life. It's none of my you business. You go on. Uh, but for somebody to come and tell me, no, that's not how it works. Eh. Everybody makes their own thing work, right? There so like go. like our last guest, she she found what makes her happy. So there you go. There we go. Well, I hope all of you have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, love eternal, the oracle. And stand for truth, the warrior. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to help us keep it going, please consider donating to our Patreon account. You can use the link in the show notes. You can also help us by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are how we grow our listenership. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or have any questions, please feel free to contact us at oracleandwarrior at gmail.com. You can also check the show notes for all social media.